Hello and welcome to episode 5 of Pixel Tunes Radio. I'm Ed. And I'm Mike. And today we have a special guest with us. His name is Brian. He's picked all of our songs today. Uh, but before we get into the music, we want to talk a little bit about, obviously, our social media. So you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash pixeltunesradio. And we're also on Twitter at pixeltunesradio. You can also check us out on YouTube on youtube.com forward slash dongold. And I'm sure if you're listening by now, either on iTunes, you can find us on iTunes. Wherever you're listening to us, you've heard us before, so you kind of know. But hey, listen, you know, you got to know your way around the internet to talk about things. You know how to click on words. Yeah. So you can get around the internet. Website links and the clicky of the linkies. HTML is where it's at. You Anyways, so today we've got a good mix of both chiptunes and we've got some more later stuff, some PC games. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of really good stuff out here that we're going to play for you. The first track is from a game called La Mulana, which originally started on the PC and then was ported to WiiWare and the PlayStation Vita. I don't have too much experience with the game. How about you, Mike? You know, I played the WiiWare version. I like what I played. I just wish I could sink in the time to actually play through it. I know uh, our buddy here, Brian's a big fan. Um, so... Just to kind of fill everybody in as far as who Brian is, Brian is the guy who you may have seen in some of the videos on my channel, on the youtube.com forward slash dongle channel. He is multi-talented, does a lot of different stuff when it comes to graphic design. He designed the logo for Pixel Tunes Radio, so you're welcome, Internet. So, Brian, tell us a little bit about this song and why you picked it. Well, it's a good song. I really love the whole soundtrack. For this game, I believe the uh, programmer of the game too. He made the music, made the graphics, did the programming, did like all in one type of thing, and it's just really, really impressive. Yeah. So his name was Takumi Naramura. He programmed the game. He also did the music for it. He made the music in the style of the MSX gaming system. Yeah. So that's that's basically what it sounds like. When it did come out on WiiWare and on the Vita, they remastered the music so it sounds a little more updated. Uh, they also updated the graphics, I think. That's correct. As yeah. well. So the more high-resolution graphics, better-sounding music. No, I wouldn't say better-sounding because chiptune sounds good. Just yeah. more updated music, I guess you could yeah. say. Yeah. I like this song a lot. It's got a nice, nice driving beat. It's very kind of typical Japanese action music, but it's really well composed, especially when you consider that the person who composed it also designed the game. I think we should give it a listen. Yeah, so this is La Mulana. The name of the song is Fearless Challenger.
Hello, welcome back. That was The Boys Got Wings from Yeez 3, Wanders from Yeez. Right, that was the original version of the game, which was released on the PC Engine CD, TurboGrafx-16 CD. Now, was that the... Okay, so that was the CD game that came out. Not yes. the... Did Yeez 3 come out for... Like the regular like PC Engine or Turbo Graphics or no, was it CD only? It was CD only. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, I just don't think that the cards had enough memory to really get that much stuff. We used to joke around that the Yeez games, most of the budget went to the music. It's true because <laughs> the music mm-hmm. is so good. Honestly, so Brian, why did you pick the song? Uh, you know, I picked the song. I wanted to pick something from Yeez, and like Mike was saying, it's like music so good from so many of the series. But this is one of the ones, one of the first Yeez games that I played and it just kind of stuck with me and it's just a really good action song when when you're playing the game it's one of the first levels and it's one of the first levels where you're in your underground mind and you're really just getting into the game at that point and it's really it's really a, the music works really well with the level yeah this was written by Mieko Ishikawa who worked with Yuzo Koshiro on the first two games this song is based on the theme of Adol, which was written by Yuzo Koshiro, and this kind of adds some flourishes and a little extra variations on the melody. You'll oftentimes see Yuzo Koshiro credited for Yeez 3. He didn't actually have a hand in creating any of the music for it. I think the only reason they mentioned his name in conjunction with it is because of the song and a couple other incidental pieces of music here and there, which he did originally create the bass melodies for, but then Ishikawa went and kind of made her own flavor over it. It's kind of funny because things kind of split regarding the Wanderers from Yeez, this Yeez 3 game. The game got released on computers mainly, for Japanese computer systems such as the MSX uh, and also the Sharp X6800. Brian, for this track, is this the track that you heard first on Super Nintendo and then you kind of discovered the PC yes. engine? Yes. Okay. Yeah. This game is brutally hard in my opinion. And it is. Yeah. It is a difficult game. I mean, I remember the level that you're talking about, the mine level, trying to go through it. Yeah. I, I had to grind the really crappy enemies yeah. just to get anywhere, and when yeah. you level up... And you get that's... so little experience from those yeah. enemies, mm-hmm. too. Once you're getting to the part where it's difficult and you have to go back and grind a little bit, oh. it's such slow goings. It's and, crazy. And then even after that, there's a level cap. Right. So yeah. you can only get so powerful, and it's like, okay, well, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and this was kind of a departure from the previous Ease games, too, because this was a side-scrolling action game mm-hmm. with RPG elements, whereas the other two were the more traditional, top-down, more like Zelda kind of games. I, I kind of prefer, I kind of prefer the, the side. The yeah, side. as well. Yeah. well this, this game was my introduction to the Ease series. I think so. it was the introduction for everybody, because it was the first game that was ported, which is US, what we were yeah. talking about before. So the game started on Japanese computer systems and then ended up coming to America courtesy of the Super Nintendo, the Sega Genesis, and of course, I mean, it also got released on TurboGrafx CD. But not a lot of people had that. Right. So the U.S. Very true. The majority of the U.S. people were introduced Super via Nintendo. Ease 3. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And then it later got re-released and re, I guess reincarnated or remade in Yeez the Ult of Felgana. So the game's really been kind of all over the place, but it's, it's a great game. It's just... Holy crap, balls to the wall hard. <laughs> yeah, very, very quality. Much quality. Very Much quality. quality. Wow. <laughs> wow quality. Many wow quali- qualities. <laughs> Many qualities, wow. So we're going to be moving on to <laughs> Crusader of Senti, otherwise known as Soleil in the European markets. This was written by Motokazu Shinoda, who uh, I really couldn't find much information on. Mm. The only game he's credited for is this game. Mm. But the game is... I mean, the music is phenomenal. It doesn't really sound that much like other Genesis titles that yeah. I know of. It's It's got a very kind of almost a Super Nintendo crispness to the sounds. Uh, yeah. My biggest problem was when we were listening to it, the audio in the in the background needs to come into the foreground because there are some really amazing melodies that you really have to listen for. I mean, there's some really great kind of all over the place melodies and they're kind of layered into the background when they should be in the foreground. So why'd you pick the track, Brian? Uh, just like you guys said, it was released on the Sega, but it really sounded a lot different. It's it's my favorite song from the game. It's a really it's a really fun game. It's, if you haven't played it, it's similar to Zelda, mm-hmm. except instead of you know getting the boomerang or whatnot, you get like a flying squirrel. You get animals. That's amazing. That help you. Out. Yeah, it's really fun. Who doesn't like attacking with flying squirrels? I mean, I don't. Really. You don't? <laughs> no, I prefer <laughs> flying bobcats. <sighs> so Bubsy. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. 
Yes! Ooh, I rescind my statement. That's amazing. You completely <laughs> forgot about Bubsy, and then he was a Bobcat. I, you know what, when I'm doing the podcast, I put bad games out of my mind. He's in the zone, ladies and <laughs> I only think about quality titles. Bubsy, Bubsy wasn't that bad until Bubsy 3D came out, but we're digressing. You know so. what, we need an all-Bubsy episode. We need an all-bad game episode. We need an all-Bubsy 3D episode. I mean, LJ and Defender, one of our YouTubers that is a big fan of our show, suggested mm-hmm. we do... Bad games with good soundtracks. Yeah. I think that should be an upcoming show. Superman 64. So I think listeners out there, give us some suggestions. Give us some bad games with good soundtracks. We'll take them into consideration for for that episode. So not E.T. Well, E.T. didn't have any music. Wolverine. Wolverine for the NES was yeah. my, the first thing that came to my mind. One of those LJN games. Definitely. Sorry, LJN Defender. I know you try to defend those games. The game was terrible, but Tim Fallon did the soundtrack, so yeah. so it was great. Yeah, you could you could actually hear violins and NES song. Good stuff. So anyway, Good getting stuff. back to the subject, Crusader of Senti. This track is called Rafflesia Training Grounds.
Uh, I, I can't do it. This just, this just isn't working. I'm gonna have to pack up and go home. Hey, pal, what's the problem? I've been trying to climb this colossus for like a week now. I have no idea what he ate, but his farts knock me off every time. Plus, oh god, it's, it's like he's got a herd of rotting cattle in there. Ugh, see what I mean? Whoa, that's just nasty. I'll let you in on a little secret. When a big boss has bad bowels, try a Colossus Colonic. A what? A Colossus Colonic. Our kit comes with a power washer and a liquid solution proven to evacuate even the largest of rectal cavities. That's amazing. Can I give it a try? Go right ahead. Just aim for the offending orifice and pull the trigger. much better. Thank you, Colossus Colonic. No problem. Okay, dude, climb that giant and do your thing. I can breathe again. You're going down, you big sack of crap. Colossus Colonic, now available at Gnome Depot in the gardening aisle. Welcome back. That hugely symphonic piece was from Shadow of the Colossus by Ko Otani. Uh, the name of that track was... Revived Power. Where does that song play in the game, Brian? I, That song plays towards the beginning. It's not the first. I believe it's the second Colossus you're fighting. Okay. And it really captures what you're doing in the game. It's a really epic, really majestic kind of tune. And the second Colossus that you're fighting, it's, it's used later in the game, too, but the second Colossus that you're fighting is Four-Legged Beast, and it's, it's just massive. Was that the one that needed the colonic? Uh, I know. No. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I really like the music in Shadow of the Colossus. I, I actually really like the game. The game's a lot of fun. I've never actually finished it. Um, I really need to sit down and beat it. The music, though, especially this track, I don't know, like, I know it's good. Like, the music itself is good. I just think it would benefit if it was older technology for the music. I know that it's a newer game that came out, and it requires... You know them to not make it chip tuny, but I can't help but picture what it would sound like if you had those driving melodies as chip tunes instead of symphonic pieces. You think everything in sixteen bit, don't you? Yeah, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. I think it works. Yeah, well, Ko Otani, the composer of the track, is extremely popular. He's done over fifty animes. Uh, he's done a, a dozen films. He has done video games back as far as 1995 with the PlayStation 1 launch title. I don't know if it was a launch title, but it was a very early title called Philosoma. Philosoma. That came out in Japan. No, it was here too. Oh, it was? Oh yeah, it was one of the big box PlayStation games. Ah, okay. I actually owned it. I've never it actually was seen that. kind of a two-dimensional or a 2D shooter, but then it would switch over to like 2.5D uh, once in a while. Flexing those 3D muscles. Yeah, but he has written music for the anime adaption of Night Warriors, Darkstalkers Revenge. Oh, okay. He's done Gundam. He's done City Hunter. He did Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah. Giant monsters all out attack. A lot of stuff. Some pumpkin Some Gamera stuff. Yeah, so yeah. extremely very talented busy. and very prolific artist. Not too many video games under his belt, but Shadow of the Colossus is, I guess, one of the ones he's most well-known for stateside, because that's, you know, the game that did the best over here. So with that, we're going to move on to a track from Border Down. This one is called Upon the New Raid. So Border Down came out after the Dreamcast was more or less officially pronounced dead. It didn't come out until 2003. There were only about 10,000 copies made, so hmm. you can't really say it came out in a particular region, because those 10,000 were kind of distributed among both U.S., Japanese fans, everything like that. Right. Oh, like that's that. cool. You know, according to what I'm reading here, it, that's looks awesome. like, it looks like you can play it on any anything. It was composed by Yasuhisa Watanabe, who was a member of Zuntada. Zuntada was Taito's in-house band. They did... Oh, God. I don't even know how many games Zuntada <laughs> did. Um, I remember them from Ray Storm and Ray Crisis on the PSX, which are two other really good shooters that had some excellent music. If there was a game that came out from Taito between the years of 1987 and three years from now, Zuntada probably did it. 
word. So Yasuhisa Watanabe was a member of Suntada. He has since gone on to do freelance work, part of which was Border Down. He also did a little bit of work for Capcom doing uh, the Street Fighter EX series. Oh, okay. He did EX2 Plus and EX3. This track is cool. I think I like the little stuttering guitars in the background along with the rhythm. Border Down is, is a very strange game in that the borders, there's it's almost like a traffic light. So there's green, yellow, and red. You start off in the green border. The green border is a very long stage. The enemies are kind of easy. If you die in the green stage, you get knocked down to the yellow stage. The yellow stage is actually harder than the green stage. And if you die again, you get knocked down to red, which is even more difficult, but still shorter. So the game punishes you for dying, which is what (laughs) makes it so hard. That's kind of neat, though. Yeah, I mean, if you want your easy way through, you really have to memorize the green stage. Right. But you don't always get that. You only literally get one chance to to play through the green stage, because once you're done, you don't play through that stage again. So you have to make it through the entire green stage without getting hit for Hmm. the easy ride. I've played maybe up to the third or fourth level. I I can't get any further past that. It's just, it's not an easy game at all. But the music is great all the way through. I really like the soundtrack, so I'm glad we're playing this track, because I probably would have picked something from this album myself down the line if I I had to. But, uh, so this one uh, is called Upon the New Raid by Asuhisa Watanabe. Check it out.
Welcome back. That was Metal Gear. And we're talking about the MSX2 version of Metal Gear. It's actually Metal Gear 2. Solid, Solid Snake. Snake's theme. Yes, that's correct. This is a, that, that was a great track. That is probably one of my favorite Metal Gear songs. Talk about an 80s track, though. Oh, I mean, yeah. That's got, like, the beginning of, like, Knight Rider and Airwolf mm-hmm. written all over it. I just love the really heavy driving bass in that song. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, it's so crunchy, so heavy, and it, it just sounds great. It's, it's an awesome song to drive around and listen to on repeat multiple times. The song's credited to the Konami Kokeha Club. Kokeha meaning Square Wave, which was originally named for the Square Wave channels on the NES. Yeah, I mean, we, we kind of talked a little bit about the Tato Club, but this is Konami's version. Yeah, so basically. basically. These, these companies would essentially hire in a bunch of sound people and turn them into their own, like, in-house band, and they would write all the music for these various different games. Yeah, the Kukeha Club was, I guess, kind of an honorary title for most of the Konami artists, Mm -hmm. because there have been over 50 members of the club, if you look them up online. Oh, yeah. So they rotated in and out all the time. It was like, what's the Latin group? Ninja Warriors. (laughs) Menudo? Yeah, they were like the Menudo of of Japanese composers for video games. Yeah. Yes, Retro Menudo. (laughs) So, Brian, you played the game. I have. What do you think of it? It's great. Um, That's good to hear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, if you take Metal Gear for Nintendo and you take Metal Gear Solid for PlayStation, this game goes, it fits right in the middle really, really nicely. One of my favorite things about this game, it's one of the little quirks, is that the portraits that they have. So you're talking on the codex and they show the portraits. Martin Sheen is on there. Like it, it's one of the characters, but it looks exactly like Martin Sheen. And yeah. they do this throughout throughout the game. That's you can, awesome. They pick different celebrities, yeah. and you could clearly tell, okay, that's this guy. Like that's Mel, Gibson guy. Mel Gibson and um, Sean Connery is yeah. another one. Yeah, they have a bunch of that. Yeah, that really entertained me. Yeah, we're going to be moving on to Hotline Miami, which. Hootline Miami. You know, it kind of shares a lot in common with Metal Gear, in a sense. It does. Kind of a top-down view. You gotta be stealthy at times, but you gotta know when to smack your enemy into oblivion and when to kind of walk around him. Hotline Miami was recently released as an indie title, both on Steam, PlayStation, I think it was on Xbox, I'm not sure. I at least know it was on Steam and PlayStation 3. Yeah, PlayStation Vita, I believe, as well. I don't know too much about this game. You guys would be able to talk more about it. Take it away. It's a a really good one. Like you said before, top-down and uh, stealth is critical with this game. But uh, it takes place in the 80s, and if you want to kind of imagine a cross between the old Grand Theft Auto games and Metal Gear. Perfect. Perfect Set in the 80s, that's that's the game. Isn't it like very Scarface-ish? Uh, kind of. It reminds bit. me of that movie uh, Driver with um, Driver, like based on the game? Taxi Driver? No, no, no. The no. movie with Ryan Gosling. Drive. Yes, okay. Driving Miss Daisy. No. Ryan Gosling <laughs> movie, Driver. Yeah. I'm going with Driving Miss Daisy. Yeah, it, the... <laughs> with Morgan Freeman. Yes. Oh, no. oh, there was a time <laughs> I would break in and I would kill everyone. No one was left. And I did it to 80s music. Say la vie. I feel like Morgan Freeman should say say la vie more. Say la vie. All right, I'm sorry. We're getting really sidetracked. Anyway. Anyway. Oh, I remember. Hotline Miami is like the (laughs) Dark Souls or the Demon Souls? Demon Souls of the indie scene. I think the game ridiculously hard. Okay. You literally die all the time. You need to figure out how to get in this building, kill everybody, and get out of the building without getting killed yourself because there's no like mm. resurrecting at the same point where you died from you die you press the A button you go back to the beginning of the stage again Yuck. so in that kind of Demon Souls kind of thing you literally have to die over and over again before you figure out what to do to get past your objective kind of like Super Meat Boy very similar to it yeah but but the, at the same time there's like these really driving techno beats in the background and the green is kind of pulsing pastel colors and it, it's almost a hypnotic effect so it's like my life in, in, in real life. It's it's basically video game your life after drinking several cups of coffee and yeah, playing Ninja Warriors for three years. That's yeah. That that's all I yeah. see is is pastels in the it's background. Of sometimes my life. too, it's not ninety degrees. Like the, mm-hmm. the background will rotate. Yeah, Ooh, that's bit. crazy. Yeah. and the and the fact is that the character in the game is not. It's kind of losing his sanity mm-hmm. as it goes too. So different weird things start happening, and there are some plot twists. 
I really recommend the game if you haven't tried it out because the sequel is on its way. So that'd be really cool to play on the Wii U because with the gyroscope in the controller itself, with if the actual screen itself is rotating, that'd be really cool. Yeah, to play that would be cool with. to work yeah. on. The game is Absolutely. super violent and kind of it has a lot of adult material in it. I'm not sure. You have Nintendo. a lot of adult material. Always. <laughs> I carry around adult material with me in my pants. hey So, yeah, I don't know if it's going to show up on the Wii U, although it would work on that system. Yep. But it does It does work just with, you know, a regular controller on the screen and several doses of PCP. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the track we're going to play is called Miami Disco from an artist known as Perturbator. Hotline Miami has music from independent artists, okay. which normally you can find on, on Bandcamp. There are quite a few different, I think there's like five or six different artists and they all contribute three or four tracks to the game. Perturbator has a bunch of songs. This one kind of actually almost reminds me of the Metal Gear 2 song in that it's got a very 80s dance club driving yeah. beat. Yeah, 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 you know, um, drugs, sex, and palm trees, basically. Love I it. I guess is what you can describe. Love it. Listen Hotline to Miami. it. Check it out. Hotline Miami.
This is a public service announcement courtesy of VG1 Television. Hi, I'm Jay McRae. You may not know me, but you may know my father, Dr. McRae. He was going to help everyone on Earth have a chance at a better life and avoid the current overpopulation of our planet by building space colonies. But, as you previously heard, the space station exploded. My father's legacy was lost, along with his life. Now I dedicate myself to get revenge for my father. But I can't do it alone. For just a small donation of five energy capsules per month, you can help bring an end to the robot terrorists who forced us to lose our only chance at survival. This donation will go to helping me make my tiny feet strong when I jump, as well as provide hair gel for my mane to become extra poofy. After all, poofy hair is what destroys robots, and that's what it's all about. Please, do your part in helping us rid the universe of robot terrorists. This ad was paid for and delivered courtesy of the Cilius Solar System Remembrance Committee. Sorry, there are no refunds for this order. Send your payment in the form of floppy disks to VG1 Television Studios, P.O. Box 97051, Cilius, Ohio, 55592. Welcome back. That was Journey to Cilius for the NES. It's very silly. Or very serious. Please, Cilius. Cilius? Yeah. <laughs> I I really like this song. I really like the entire soundtrack for Journey and Journey to in into serious serious you having a stroke I, I think it might be I think I'm a, I smell burnt toast a little bit you know journey journey to Silius which is the name of the game because I'm not a crackhead yes is great stuff it's enjoyable Brian what's your take on the song it was really hard to pick one song from this game I because I love them all and I really well, initially I wanted to pick song that is from stage two where you're in the sewers. That's exactly what we were talking about. It's like the Depeche it's like a Depeche Mode song. That's exactly what I said. I was like, why did Brian not pick this song? And and I didn't. I I picked the title song because I couldn't between I couldn't choose between two and three and one's really good too. Yeah. But I choose chose the title music because I think it got like a little bit of the feel of the entire Mm -hmm. soundtrack. Mm -hmm. It really drives up the energy of this song. Uh, I mean, when you're starting out, you feel like... And I talked about this in my review, actually, on my on my channel. You feel like, okay, I, I really need to go. Like, you feel, like, pumped up. Like, it really gets you energized and gets you uh, feeling aggressive. And uh, all the music in the game does that, but especially that first track. It, it really hammers home the fact that you've got to go. And because of that, I think it actually kind of changes the behavior of how you play the game. Because you just you feel like you need to go faster, and it makes you screw up a lot more more often. Yeah, well, it's by Naoki Kodaka, who did Blaster Master, which we've played in the past. Sure. Uh, who did a lot of Sunsoft stuff, you know? Master's Quest. Yep, with yeah. the, with a Sunsoft base, so it's got that, that feel to it. Sunsoft base. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and we talked about that in a previous show about how they did the samples for the bass as well. It just really lends itself to having a very unique sound that you don't normally hear in the NES. My personal feeling about Journey to Silius is that it's 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 a little too much like Mega Man. I think they borrowed too much from Mega Man for it to be an original title. I know you guys would probably hate me for saying that. No, no. I mean, everybody has their opinion. You're just, just wrong. That's what, okay. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I hear you. I mean, it definitely is very Mega Man-ish. I do think, though, it's kind of Contra-ish as well. It has mm-hmm. bits of Contra. I mean, if you really want to get technical... Journey to Mega Contra? Yeah, yeah. Journey to... Contraband? 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 Contraband. I think if you really want to get, you know, into the Mega Man clones, Cryon Conquest is probably the biggest defender. Yeah, hey, I haven't played Nintendo. that. I'll have to, yeah. I'll have to play you that. You need to check that out because that game, wow, that just totally rips off Mega Man completely. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll show it to you. Yeah, well, this game definitely does throw some homages to Mega Man where you have new weapons that you get at the end of levels. You have power meters for those weapons that you can switch at will via the pause menu. There's a boss, which is like a big dude on top of a tank that fills up the whole screen, like Mega Man 2. The only thing that kind of bugged me about the game was that you have this large amount of exposition before you start the game, and the end of the game is literally a picture with no words. That's, I mean, that was pretty big in the Nintendo days, though. I mean, you would get either no story whatsoever, and then you'd get a congratulations screen at the end, or you would get long exposition in the beginning of the game, and then you'd get, you did it, at the end. Still feel cheated. Yeah. No, I hear you. I mean, that's, 
the, the main thing about I think old school games is there's not a lot of reward story wise to it. I would probably say the Ninja Gaiden games are one of the more respected series when it comes to story. I yeah. mean, you really did see a beginning and end, and you had dialogue throughout the entire game. Only other games I could think of that were similar were like Vice Project Doom, you know, those types of games that really involved you in the story as the game went along. Speaking of video games that are very heavily story-based and character-based, uh, that actually segues us right into our next track, which is Final Fantasy VI, or Final Fantasy III in the United States. This one's called Devil's Lab. It's not a very not a very typical Final Fantasy track, as far as, you know, you think Final Fantasy, you think symphonic music, you think mm-hmm. kind of a cinematic story-driven or, or battle themes. This one's kind of mechanical sounding and, and almost a little bit industrial. This one reminds me of Donkey Kong Country 2's Mining Melancholy, which was a great song. Very, I would say all the instrumentation, especially of the drums and the percussion, sound like, I guess, mining equipment, is I guess what you could say. Yeah, where does this play in the game, Brian? This plays in the game exactly where you would think it would play. It's in like a abandoned factory type of thing. Something you'd see if I've played Chrono Trigger like in the future Mm -hmm. where they have the robot Mm -hmm. factory. The setting is like that so the music does fit in very well. Yeah, I really enjoyed this track. This sounds a lot like one of Nubo Uematsu's other works called Dynami Tracer which was a Japanese-only release for the BS Ateleview system. That's the Super Nintendo online system, right? Yeah, that only exactly. Came out Japan. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, they had downloadable cartridges, kind of similar to the Famicom Disk System or the N64DD. Sega channel. <laughs> yes, if you're going for Sega. Um, but, Sega! But in that game... Uematsu composed the music for it, and they were all very kind of quirky, wacky, like they used vocal samples and, and, and mechanical clanks and stuff, so this kind of track, if you like this track, go check out Dynami Tracer, it's on my website, and I'll probably end up playing something from it from a podcast in, in the future! The future! And so, enjoy, this is Devil's Lab from Final Fantasy VI.
Welcome back! That was Alundra, Klein's dream, from Kohei Tanaka. Brian, tell us about Alundra. Well, it's basically like Zelda, except... Is everything like Zelda with you? It is. <laughs> it really is. It's like if you mix Zelda with Zelda. <laughs> and Crusader of Senti. With animals, but with Alundra. And with Zelda. And you get... Zelda. Alright, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I just got one thing to say. <laughs> Zelda? No, he, he just, that's it. Oh, that's, that's the funny, that's the punchline. That's the one thing to say. Yeah. yeah I ruined the punchline. Wow. Wow. So anyways, <laughs> why'd you pick the track, Brian? <laughs> I, I just really like this. It's not really an amazing game. It's good, but this song, for whatever reason, it's a really chill song, and it's always uh, stuck out for me. Yeah, this song is a chill dude. No, yeah. I agree. If he were a human being, he'd be on lots of Xanax. Yeah. Lots of Xanax. Zola. Fun to be around, you know. <laughs> so, um, Ko- Kohei Tanaka has... Great at parties. Four billion pieces of, of, of music to his name. From OVAs to movies to anime. He started off with a game called Wizardry 5 on the Marty FM Towns. Oh, boy. Yeah, but he oh, also did... Oh, um, get to talk about that system. <laughs> <laughs> No, we don't have to talk about the FM Towns. The FM Towns, Marty, is a great system. In opposite world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Had like three games. No, he did do a game called Just Breed for the NES, which was one of the last games to come out for the system. It had... For the um, Famicom, you mean. Right? Yeah. Because it never came out in the US. Right. Right. But it was a, it was a six megabit NES Famicom title, which That's was huge. Like, yeah, absolutely That's ginormous for the NES. Uh, it was an RPG and it used special sound hardware, so it's kind of well known for being one of those games that the music doesn't work in emulators and it's really hard to find a really mm-hmm. good copy of it. But on my website, I yep. have a rip of it and it sounds very good. So if you enjoy the Alundra song, go check out Just Breed on the NES Famicom Computer Nintendo Entertainment thingy. Yeah. Thingy. You push the controller and things happen on the screen. Yeah. Basically. That's what's up. Well, that's going to do it for our podcast for episode five. Thanks again, Brian, for coming down and chatting with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, we really enjoyed your tracks. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube and subscribe to our channel at youtube.com slash dongled. Don't forget to visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash radio. And twitter.com forward slash radio, or just put in the at symbol and then radio. And if not, check us out on iTunes. We are also on there, too, so you can download us on the go. Stay tuned for episode six. Again, thanks a lot. Episode six? I feel old. I'm sorry. Should you not be old? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Peace.